Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the loneliness guy. Today we're going to have a talk about friendship and ask the question and answer the question, what is friendship? But before we go on, this podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or offend anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. So with all of that said, how about you go and grab us a table and I'll go get the coffees sorted. Here you go. If you are returning to listen to another episode or watch another episode of this podcast, I want to say welcome back. It's awesome to share another coffee with you. And if this is the first time that you've joined me for coffee um, and connected with me over coffee, I want to say welcome, a huge welcome to you. And I want to just spend a moment to recognize that you may have just wrestled within yourself um, with the awkward and difficult thoughts and feelings that you might be uh, feeling loneliness as a gay man. I recognize that the simple uh, act of pressing play can have us wrestling with those uncomfortable thoughts and feelings and and. Uh, rest assured that you have just taken a step in the destigmatization of loneliness, not least with, uh, not least of which is that stigma of loneliness that you have in yourself. I recognize the courage and the bravery that simply pressing play may have taken you. And so I want to say that I'm proud of you and how grateful that I am that you're here for episode 18 of the this this podcast connection over coffee with the loneliness guy. Now, this uh, this is a really important topic uh, for us gay men because friendship is um, a source of. Uh, connection, source of love, support, uh, and indeed a source of belonging for us gay men, for humans in general, but specifically for us gay men. Because if you have a family who does not accept you for being gay, does not accept you for your sexuality, uh, your friends can form that important source of unquestioning um, love, support, connection, and belonging that uh, a family would traditionally, normally uh, expect to, to fill. And so friendship for humans is important, but for many gay men, particularly if uh, our sexuality is not accepted by our families, then that, uh, that, that it's important to recognize the, the, the importance of friendship to us. Now, you might be wondering, you might be thinking uh, at this point, it's like, look, I'm just going to listen to it. I've got plenty of friends. I've got so many friends, um, but, you know, I, I'm struggling within myself to um, to, to reckon with this void, this emptiness that might actually be loneliness within me. And I want to say well done on being really perceptive within yourself. Because one of the ironies of loneliness is that we can feel that we are, that we, that we don't allow ourselves to feel, to accept that we're lonely because we're we have lots of friends. We, we are surrounded by people. And indeed, one of the things that I, I really want to sort of clarify uh, around this topic and just spend a few moments on, the, on, on clarifying the topic is 
I'm not talking about the number of friends that you have on social media. That's on like one end of the friendship spectrum, let's call it. Uh, And so you could have hundreds, indeed thousands, uh, of friends and followers on various social media platforms. And you may or may not know who those people really are. They just think that you're pretty good. Kind of, you know, there's something about you that they like. So they find you and and follow you. That's on one end of the spectrum. That's like the quantity end of the spectrum. And then you might get through to people who you know directly where you live in the world and you, you know their name, you know what they look like and roughly what their job is and where they live and what they, what they do. You know a little bit about their story, but you know enough to say hello on the street. And then, you know, um, as a gay man, it might sort of continue uh, along the friendship spectrum and you might have uh, friends with benefits. You might have a fuck buddy or two who you know quite well, um, but not really too much below the surface. Um, mentally and emotionally, uh, I'm, I mean there. Then all the way through to like, you know, you might have a group of of friends who, you know, you hang out together, you go out for dinner, you go to the movies, I don't know, you go to clubs, whatever it is, whatever it is, you play sport together, whatever it is, like there's a common interest there and you know a little bit more about um, each other's life. And then there's like the core group of people who I call, for want of a better term, like the real friends, the people who you feel that uh, like closest, you feel the closest to, you feel like those, those really strong bonds of friendship. And it's this group that I'm talking about when I talk about friendship. So we, we sort of start that one end of the spectrum on quantity and then we go through to quality. I'm talking about quality friends, people who know you uh, and with whom we can feel more comfortable being um, physically, mentally, mentally and emotionally ourselves. So if you are a gay man who is experiencing some loneliness or has experienced it in the past or is going through some experiencing some loneliness uh, at the moment and that loneliness might actually be in the moment uh, going on like chronically you might be feeling chronically lonely that loneliness is your default state me talking about quality friends and quantity friends might just seem like such an alien concept because you're just like, Phil, I've got no friends at all. I feel so utterly and completely alone. I hear you. I really do hear you. And we're going to get into that a little bit into um, uh, uh, in, in the content of this, this conversation, of this episode. But I want to say that... Um, you may actually need to um, just keep, not necessarily keep an open mind, but open your mind, open your, your, your heart and your soul, if I can say it that way, to, to, to recognize that there likely are people who are wanting you to be you in the world and they're your people you might not know who they are yet but they are there and the other thing that i want to keep in uh, i ask you to keep in mind is that when we and it goes back to that um, point that i made before about how we can feel that we have so many friends but not know anybody I want to remind you about uh, my three pillars of connection. Uh, And the first pillar of connection is connection to self. The second pillar of connection is connection to those most important to us, which I'm going to be putting, I'm going to say that that's our friends as well in that. And then the third pillar is about uh, connection to the community. Now, when we get to, when we talk about connection and loneliness and the need for authentic, real connection into the world, we can immediately leap to uh, doing work, uh, making changes uh, under pillars two and three. My whole point 
of my work here at The Loneliness Guy is to say that we need to be authentically connected, really genuinely 100% embrace who we are, the light, the dark, the positive, the negative, everything about ourselves. If we are to make the connections outside of ourselves in pillars two and three, meaningful, real, authentic, and that kind of soul-nourishing, life-sustaining type of connection that we absolutely need and absolutely crave. So the first step in uh, any talking about any kind of connection outside of ourself, so with others and with our communities, we need to appreciate and, and acknowledge that Perhaps we need to be authentically ourselves and not perhaps, it's definitely, I'm saying, I'm saying perhaps out of politeness, but definitely we need to be connected with ourselves if we are to get that quality connection that is external to us. So something to consider right now is, are you being yourself Are you allowing to be yourself? Do you feel that you can be yourself when you are around your really close friends? Or can you be yourself in your community? 100% all, you know, amazing humanity, like the, 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 I don't know, the the personification of of amazing humanity that you are, that is within you. Can you be you? when you engage in the world can you be you when you are within yourself because if we aren't being ourselves how can we possibly expect other people to to interact with us uh, on on a on a friendship level because if we aren't aren't being authentically ourselves we're not authentically being ourselves with others so when we are projecting an image, when we, we're, we're playing the game where we, th- we think we need to act in a way that other people think that we need to be, and if that's confusing, it is confusing, but we do it in, like we, we, we are doing it anyway. We, we are playing this game where, the, where expectations are left unsaid and we're making suppositions and hypotheses about how we should act in front of certain people in various circumstances. And it's freaking exhausting, isn't it? So it's a little wonder that we, you know, and, and the longer we, that we play that game, the longer that we play that part, that, that character, that projection of an image, the more tiring it is and more disconnected we get with ourselves. So we need to stop. We need to stop and reflect on, as I've just said, how connected we are to ourselves. And when it comes to connection, it's simple, really, to feel that we are authentically connected to ourselves, to those most important to us and to our communities. We need to feel that we are seen, that we are heard and that we belong. And if we don't feel that we as an individual are seen, we as an individual are heard, we will always hustle to feel that we belong. We will look for that belonging in lots of different ways, in lots of different places, and in many cases in ways that do not serve us. And we can do this even with our friends. We can feel that we have to have that projection of having all of our shit together, that we, you know, must show that our life is perfect, that we've got the great body, the great friends, have the great sex life, have the car, the apartment, the job, the holidays, the whole nine yards, to feel that we belong so that we're accepted. And of course, of course, you're an awesome human. You don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. And that's the beauty of us. That's our value is that we are human. 
And depriving ourselves means depriving others of that humanity and depriving ourselves and depriving others of those real connections with us. So the hustle, keeping in mind the hustle is really important and reflecting for a moment on why and how you're hustling and perhaps why you're hustling, particularly if you are struggling to feel that you belong. So you're trying to be seen, you're trying to be heard, so you feel that you belong. And until that happens, until we show up in the world and this is terrifying let me just like it's easy to say oh my god it's so easy to say but it's it's really it's it's uh uh, like our life um our life's journey i was trying to think of something that wasn't so wanky then but it, it really is kind of like our life's mission our life's purpose to keep putting to to figure out who we are and then put ourselves out there and then keep on evolving and finding more about ourselves to put out there because when we put ourselves out there we will attract the people who we need in life they will respond to that whatever we're putting out there and you know i've heard it you know referred to as our energy and our vibe and essence whatever it is but people will respond when they see authentic you when they see the authentic you. And I guarantee you there are people in your life right now, if you are feeling that you are alone, if you feel that you are lonely, there are people in your life right now who are waiting for you to show up as you. There are you. There is you. Within yourself, you are waiting for yourself to show up in the world. And as I said, that's terrifying, that's terrifying, but trust me, you aren't alone. I have been where you are, I am where you are, I'm still in the business of living life, but I know how hard it is and how, how exhausting, not hard, it's just exhausting to realize that you're interacting with the world through this mask and the world knows you your friends friends family knows you through the mask uh, and the sheer terror that even thinking about removing the mask and having the world engage with you and you engage with the world um, from uh, without a mask to protect us is terrifying but you don't do it alone. You really don't do it alone. I've got people in my corner um, or on my site who can be in your corner. People like Mike Campbell, people like Michael Diorio who provide coaching services um, uh, to help you dig into uh, finding out who you are. And they do brilliant work. They do brilliant work. And I also have uh, a site uh, on, on Facebook for premium subscribers for of The Loneliness Guy, uh, which for $9.95 Australian dollars a month, which is about $6.50 US, you can uh, come along and uh, show up on a, um, into a private Facebook group that is exclusive for premium subscribers of The Loneliness Guy. And in there, we engage in a real way. We, we ask for support. We give support to each other as we go about the business of living our life and trying to put our authentic selves into the world. And we do this through Facebook, like on like, like written messages. Um, and also where we've got um, monthly Zoom chats, which is just a, a chance to have a bit of a chat and a bit of a, a natter about uh, a common topic like friendship so with all of that said this um this episode follows the uh a blog post that i published on my site thelonelinessguy.com um uh, about which is called what is friendship and i published it on thursday the 26th of november 2020 and there's a link to that um blog post i want uh, like i invite you as always to go and have a read of that go and spend a few minutes uh in your day reading and reflecting but there's some questions from that that i devised to um 
I guess, help you uh, learn uh, or, or realize that uh, or, 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 or appreciate if you are um, showing up in your relationships with your friends in a, uh, uh, in a way um, that might be that might be called hustling. Are you hustling for approval? So you and and therefore hustling for uh, hustling to be seen, hustling to be heard, and then critically the hustling to feel that you belong. Because it's one thing for me to say, you know, are you hustling? And you go, oh, I don't even know what hustling means. I don't know. Not not hustling. You know, next move on. Because I I hustle. My name's Phil. I hustle, I hustle for, I hustle to be seen, I hustle to be heard, and I hustle to feel that I belong. I have hustled in the past. Indeed, that's how I thought I would make, uh, how, how I thought I would make friends, because that's how society teaches us to make friends, uh, and, and it's what we do in our adolescence, in our teenage years, and which is why High school, um, you know, the ages of you know our teenage years, is so awful because we are constantly trying to figure out where we fit in, um, and we we edit, we adapt, we mould ourselves to fit into um, a, an image of what other people think that we must be. So if other people think that we must be in a certain way, then we must act in that certain way. But if that's obviously it's a self-evident truth when I say it out loud now. Obviously, that's a, that's a, a really good way to become disconnected with who you are. Because at that time, you're trying to work out who you are. And rather than trying to work out who you are, you're trying to become so many other things. You're trying on so many clothes. Indeed, you're putting masks on that, uh, you know, somewhere like we, we get lost at the time that we actually really need to find who we are. So we continue that. I continued that well into adulthood and, and I'm not going to say that I'm holier than thou and, and no, 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 uh, that would be completely me spinning an absolute yarn and, and, and bullshitting you, frankly. I don't want to do that. This is a place where we can just be unashamedly human, unashamedly ourselves. And I still, I still find myself hustling for, um, for approval, hustling to feel that I belong. And before I go into these hints and tips, I wanted to say that this blog post that I published on the 26th of, of November, What is Friendship?, was actually really triggering for me. I had to practice so much self-care. Um, and which involved like lots of cups of tea and there was some serious procrastination going on because it was, I was reliving some really traumatic, I guess we could call it, ex uh, experiences in my life where I had tried my best to fit in uh, and then was told that I was too much um, and indeed, you know, have been told recently that I'm too much and that's actually really triggering to me and we're going to get into that but I just want to let you know that I am not as pure as the driven snow I'm well in the trenches with you as we all collectively work out how to give the world how to give ourselves our ourselves um so Let's have a look if this was, I don't know, like Letterman or some kind of show like, you know, one of those late night shows where we talked about here are the seven signs of that you might be hustling for, um, uh, for, for attention, not attention, but hustling to feel that you belong. Then let's do it. Let's do those signs. So here's a question for you. When, sorry, before I get into the question, uh, I just want to say that, you know, we just need to reflect in, in, like, in, in taking up this invitation. My invitation to you is to simply reflect. And that reflection might be mental, it might be actually writing down, it might be, you know, something kind of emotional that you feel within yourself and talking to someone, um, you know, whether it's, it's someone directly in your life, it's talking to me. Um, and then let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. But we need to pay attention to our words, thoughts, and feelings, uh, uh, words, thoughts, and, and, and actions on this. 
on these on any of these points. All right, I'm getting to the points. The question one, it's like, do you feel the need to be on, in inverted commas, when you're with friends or with a certain friend? Because if we feel that we need to be on, then that is a really sure sign that we are needing to play a role, that we are fulfilling expectations that we've placed on ourselves or have been explicitly placed on us from others, that we need to be a certain way when we are engaging with, um, with people, so friends or, or otherwise. Do you feel that you need to be on? Do you need, if you're not feeling all that well, do you still need to put on a happy face? Do you still need to play the joker? Do you still need to play, I don't know, like the the, the intellectual, whatever it is, do you need to play a role? And if you do need to play a role, then you're not being authentically you in that moment. Is the next point is the friendship, is the relationship that you have with a friend or with a group of close friends, uh, a, a, I guess a one-trick friendship. I, I had the, the, the expression of one-trick pony in my mind. Um, but is it a one-trick friendship? Is it something that was based on a shared experience that happened in the past? And the, the, um, the relationship grew from that shared experience. And sometimes that shared experience could be a traumatic incident, could be, you know, a, a, a joint response to something that was that was really stressful. And those bonds can be amazing. Those bonds can be amazing. But it's not often a um, uh, the exclusive um, reason for maintaining a friendship. It's, it's something that, that quite obviously um, brought people together and you felt that connection in that moment and in the immediate aftermath. But if it's been 15, 20 years, and I'm thinking particularly of like high school friends, and you, can't, you don't have much in common except for what happened to you in your past, that's probably an indication there of, of a one-trick friendship. Um, where you don't feel that you can evolve or, you know, um, as Callan Brecken said in his uh, episode, um, uh, episode 16 of this podcast, you know, the crabs in a bucket pulling you back in to how things were back when you were in high school or in university or, or, or whatever. <clears throat> Is it a one-trick friendship? This is hard, this next one, for people who are feeling lonely, and that is, is, are you, is you, are you the only person in the friendship relationship initiating contact? I'll say this very simply, reciprocity is important. If you are um, uh, the only person who is reaching out and initiating contact, then, and I saw this uh, from one of my followers on, um, on Instagram a few weeks ago, sent me something saying that, uh, like something like a meme or, or you know, a, a, a picture um, on Instagram saying that, you know, uh, stop texting and see how many dead plants you've been watering. And then that, that, that got me thinking on this. I'm not entirely a fan of, of that, um, that reasoning, but I think it's, it's, something, it's a point around reciprocity that I'm, I'm wanting to make. And this is hard because if we are lonely, um, we know that we need to reach out and ask for help and support. But if we are always reaching out for, not necessarily for help and support, but to say hi or, you know, to, to tee up, you know, a call or a chat or, you know, either in person or um, using technology, if we're the only people who are doing that and we're organizing everyone and everything um, for, for that to happen, the question there is, is that ever reciprocated? And that is really hard for someone, for the, for the lonely, lonely person. So for, for, for the person who has, you know, loneliness in their, uh, in their soul, because we're reaching out, but if, if no one sort of reaches out to, to us, then that 
that there's a lack of reciprocity there. Which stems into the next point is, are you on each other's VIP lists? And taking, taking that point about reciprocity just a step further um, and digging into that a little more, it's important that we recognize that busyness is everywhere. It's so just ubiquitous. And we celebrate, we celebrate busyness. Indeed, it is like socially acceptable, um, uh, at least in times past, uh, so pre, pre-COVID, to answer, you know, how are you going? It's like, oh, I'm really busy. I'm so busy. And and if it, it became like a busy off to see who was most busy. And if we weren't busier than the other person, then we felt bad about ourselves. Well, we're going to be digging into busyness as its own topic uh, in upcoming content on The Loneliness Guy. But for now, busyness is a curse. We need to stop celebrating busyness. We need to stop... Um, uh, uh, well, exalting people for uh, and and thinking they're awesome for being so busy busyness is an absolute curse and busyness kills connection busyness kills connection and busyness is a choice we can choose to not be busy just as much as we choose to be busy So with that in mind, this is the crucial point about being on each other's VIP lists. There is always time for who and what is important. So if your relationship with a really close friend is truly important, you prioritize it. They prioritize time with you. And it might not be like every waking moment of every day, but it's something that, you know, they go, huh, I haven't actually chatted to this person. I haven't chatted to Phil for, for a month. I better call him. And, uh, you know, I really want to see what's going on with him. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out and say hi. Need to be on each other's VIP lists. Because, again, if not, it might be a sign of the the absence of reciprocity there. And flagging that busyness as a topic that we'll be going into in greater detail in in future content. This next point was the thing that triggered me. So I'm just going to take a a moment here just to uh, center myself because this is, this is, this is actually really difficult for me, and and so you know I'm I'm honoured that you've you you're here now and 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 listening to this. But I wonder, listener and and viewer, I wonder, have you ever been told to, I guess like, if you're if you're upset and you're about to go out, being told by friends like you know to turn it up. Like turn the mood up, become like turn turn that frown upside down, and you know, go out into the world with a smile. Or have you been told that you know you're too intense? How about you just dial it down a little bit? Um, and I certainly have. I certainly have. And and part of the triggering um, and the the mental and emotional support that I gave myself and I reached out for help and support from from those closest to me, including Jeff, my awesome partner, part of that was um, numerous occasions, numerous occasions throughout my life uh, where I have been told that I'm too much. And being told to dial it down. And by, um, by that, it's like just, you know, edit yourself a little bit. And it might not have been explicitly meant this way, but I, the, the, the seed that was planted externally, I grew internally and I made it mean that I needed to edit myself. So I fitted in and I made friends. And I wonder if that's something that you have done too, have done and are doing right now. I wanted to say this really clearly. I'm done. I'm so done with being told that I'm too much. If I'm being told that I'm too much, um, and if I'm being told that I need to dial it down, that I'm too intense, that very quickly now after a fair bit of work, it's like, I refuse to apologize for that now. 
if me being me is too intense for you, then maybe I'm not, uh, th- th- maybe like we're not going to be friends. I'm done dialing it down because when that it, that it in dialing it down is dial me down, dim my light, cover myself to make another person feel comfortable about themselves. If me showing up in the world as me makes another person feel uncomfortable, they're not my person. They're not for me. And I'm going to say that that was far easier to to, to say out loud than it was to actually experience within me. Because as someone who experiences loneliness, I, you know, want to be accepted. I want to be able to make friends and them to go, Phil, you're amazing. Let's let's hang out, like, you know, be lifelong friends and I don't know, like do the equivalent of braid each other's hair and and sing Kumbaya forever and, you know, Christmas cards for life kind of stuff. I I want that. I want that. And when I see other people having it, I get so intensely jealous and just going, well, you know, maybe if I was more like that, then other people would like me. And now when I hear that within myself, I'm like, nah, nah. (laughs) Like I get that. You get that, listener in your life when you show up as yourself. And if someone is telling you that to dial it down or dial it up or to be anything more or less than who you are in that moment, that person's not for you. They have kindly outed themselves as not being worthy of your awesomeness. And isn't that really, that's like both at once really empowering, but also really terrifying as well, isn't it? But I'm done. I'm really, really, really done because like, it really hurts when I have changed myself and edited myself and perhaps even like, changed how I spoke or how I dressed or however I showed up in the world and showed up in that relationship to be accepted to then not be accepted. It's like, oh God, what the fuck am I meant to do? How am I meant to do this? Like, how do I make like, those real lasting friends that everyone else seems to have? And I've worked it out. I've worked it out. I just need to be me. I need to be me. Listener, viewer, you need to be you. And anyone who tells you to be more than yourself or less than yourself is not for you. And I know that's really hard for the lonely mind and the lonely soul to accept. But you're not alone on that. You are enough right now just as you are, I am enough, as I am right now. You are worthy, I am worthy of feeling seen, of feeling heard, and that we belong. Okay, so with that point, being asked to edit ourselves, out of the way and you now reflecting on times when you've been told to dial it up or dial it down or change this or why do you speak so funny why do you act so camp or whatever it is whatever it is and you've edited yourself we'll move on to um, another sign perhaps that you're showing up inauthentically um, in a friendship relationship. And, and that's about the hustle to keep someone's attention. And that hustle can look like concocting dramas. That, uh, and that might be actually subconsciously concocting dramas. But there's, if you, we've all got those, those friends probably right now where we've got the, 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 there's something always going on and you know, always bringing people around them. And that might actually be you. Uh, as well that you know there's there's a, there's a crisis and you know we we need our people around us to um to, to to help us and of course there's you know good friends do that but good friends um you know will do that regardless of there being a drama or not and that hustle to keep attention can also be about gossiping gossiping about other people who people know, like the, the, the group knows in common. 
and the the connection that all that that feeling that we feel when we're gossiping in the middle of a good bitch session about someone it feels like connection but it's really not it's not connection it's cancerous because you know we know we know that if we're talking about someone else that other people are talking about us as well and nobody likes to be the subject of gossip um but if we are coming up with elaborate ways to keep attention, that's a sign that we are showing up uh, as something more or less than who we are in that moment and hustling to belong. The next one is about being the nice guy. And the nice guy is actually really hard because it's how socially we can be conditioned to be a friend and indeed my uh, like the awesome Dr. Maya Angelou uh, is famously quoted as telling her son um, the best way to have a friend is to be a friend and that's awesome advice and it's it's very true but if we are constantly showing up or frequently showing up um, to help out to offer ourselves and our awesomeness and it's not being asked you know, if we're the first to um, uh, offer, you know, someone who we may have just barely met a trip to the airport or um, uh, or moving house or something um, that, you know, he, he puts us out there and shows that we're, you know, there for them, but we don't really know them, we could be falling into nice guy territory and looking to make ourselves indispensable in that friendship and again this does look like actually being a friend but if we are going into default nice guy and not uh, not allowing ourselves to be guy <laughs> the guy um nice you know evil whatever it is allowing ourselves to be ourselves in that relationship, then we are hustling for acceptance. Um, and in a way, uh, coming up to the last point that I wanted to share with you um, is around boundaries and the definitions. And for me, as someone who experiences loneliness and got curious about why and then got curious about loneliness as a topic, I see this within myself all the time. And I dare say that, I, that you will see it in yourself. Because it's one thing to say that we need boundaries. And, and to develop boundaries and say that we will engage with the world in um, with our, our awesome authentic selves all the time. And then we do that and we have these conversations, which I have all the time and I love them, where I feel the spark of connection because I have actually showed up in that moment as me and they've showed up. And I felt that spark of connection where I felt seen, where I felt heard and I felt that I belong. And for me, I, you know, that spark of connection is everything. And I could be very quick. I can be very quick to allow someone into my VIP box. And sometimes the relationship, the other person uh, is not ready to be in my friendship box. And, and indeed, thinking back, sometimes those people in those friendship box that I've allowed in a bit too soon on reflection, have been the people that's like, whoa, you're so intense, you need to dial it down. Um, and that is a sign um, where, you know, we could be perhaps eager to uh, allow people in before that kind of organic sharing um, and development of a relationship. So I guess patience. This one's all about showing patience uh, and letting uh, the awesomeness of other people reveal themselves and um, showing uh, and beginning to, to show up, which that patience can be very difficult. If we recognize that we're lonely, we need to get that connection with, with, with others. So it's about building and maintaining boundaries uh, and knowing that others earn the right into our VIP boxes. Okay, we're getting to the end of the, the chat now. Um, there's a couple of more things that I want to say 
particularly going back to the beginning of the chat about quality over quantity, and we're focusing much more on, on the quality friendships rather than the the, the hundreds or thousands of, of friends, in inverted commas, that we have on social media. But focusing on those quality friendships that we that we have. And if, not if, I've got two, three questions, three questions that I want to pose to you. And I put these in the blog post uh, if you don't get them. But the three questions go to helping you identify uh, those in your life who could actually be called like real and, and, and close friends in the, in the spirit that I'm, um, that I'm meaning the term friendship. And the three questions are, number one, how many people in your life and who are there for you when it's inconvenient for them? Number two, we're reversing it. How many people in your life are you there for when it's inconvenient for you? And number three, who makes both lists? The people who make both lists are gold. And if you've not told them uh, about how much they mean to you, please do that right now. That stuff is connective gold. And if there is nobody in who, who has made that joint list, I invite you to work towards developing, well, not work towards, but develop the courage to put your authentic self out there. And I know it's terrifying. But that that fear that fear holds us back, and we're going to get into that fear of judgment, etc. That can hold us back, and I get it; it's real, and it's it's easy for me to say, just put yourself out there, and I'd be full of shit if I was to say, just put yourself out there, because I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But if no, if there's no one on your list, honest to goodness, no one on your list, please take that as a sign that there there's work to be done. And on the other end of the spectrum, if there's more than five people on that list, I'm going to invite you to consider whether you're oversharing. You're allowing so many people into your life. And oversharing is actually a form of um, inauthenticity. And, and we're going to get into that uh, in, in future content as well. But, you know, we share so much about ourselves that it's actually, you know, we're, 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 throwing sort of wanting to put judgment out of ourselves like way out there um and um uh, and and could actually go to more of the hustle to to uh to 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 be seen to be heard and and to belong if you've got three two three five two three four or five people then that's the sweet spot i feel um and is what we need through life um a a like you know three two three four five people who um we know will answer the call answer our phone um phone calls our our you know 2am calls you know being arrested or or whatever it is that makes us call at 2am that they will answer that and we will answer their call as well so if you're doing, if you've got two, three, or four, two, three, four, or five people, then you're doing awesomely at life. You're winning at life. And as I wrap this up, I want to again invite you, if um, you want to, uh, like, if you want to explore this further with me and with others, uh, with other gay men, um, please come and join us in the. Um, the, the Loneliness Guy Premium Subscriber Lounge on, on Facebook and let's have a chat about this. I'd love to have a chat with you. Um, or if you'd like, you know, um, send me a comment on um, on YouTube or on um, uh, uh, send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com uh, or send me a message on Facebook or a DM or whatever it is. However you want to get in touch with me, I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of everywhere. But before we... Uh, wrap up I want to say this and and ask you to to reflect on this 
this the whole topic of friendship can be quite triggering. It's it's deeply based in in emotion because it is so important to us humans. It is a vital source of connection, vital source of the the, the connection that we get, particularly from pillar two, connection to others. It's really like it's so vital. But in reflecting, please avoid. Uh, uh, playing with other people's emotions and subjecting those in your life to survivor-style friendship tests. This isn't primary school. This isn't I will be your friend or you would be my friend if you did this. It's not that kind of stuff that I'm I'm asking you to reflect on because generally speaking, that the connection that we want, that we need as humans through friendship happens when we start to change within ourselves and put our authentic selves out into the world. And sometimes that means that old friends um, go into the background but create space for new people to come into our lives, people who see us, who hear us, and with whom we feel that we belong so don't please resist the temptation to to you know subject close friends to um to to survivor style tests of endurance to to prove their friendship and their worth to you people don't respond well to that um but perhaps it's time to have a conversation with them. And my work is, as I'm being told by you, my awesome audience, is awesome to, uh, to start these conversations. It's a very good entree uh, into having these conversations about things that really matter about you, those most important to you and to your communities and how you show up with them. In them, I should say. All right, this has been a, a really long and, and um, I hope, soul-nourishing chat. Thank you so much for having, uh, having coffee with me today. And until next time, um, when we'll be talking about the gift of loneliness as we come up to Christmas 2020, I want to say thank you again for joining me. Uh, and until next time, um, be awesome, be kind, stay safe. And I'll speak to you next time. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.